Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 382 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey Dream, as always, is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. And Matt. Hey, hey. And Gordon. What's happened? All right. Good intro. Where was yeah. that energy before? I, I mean, I didn't need it before. <laughs> hey, Matt, I'm going to ask you real quick while I'm getting ready to do these announcements, will you go and take that banana away from Lando? Oh, no, banana! <laughs> I'm there! <laughs> All right, I'd like to give a shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoppin' Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. <coughs> if you become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindestudios, or uh, go ahead and click on the blind, or the patron link at the bottom of our homepage at blindestudios.com. Carlos, you were telling me something about our Black Belt patrons. Yeah, so they're telling me about this time tier I should invest money in. What? Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, I, I keep getting these emails from that I should be investing in this timeshare that they got. And like it's, it's somewhere in the Caribbean. It's pretty oh, yeah? cool. Yeah. What what like what what kind of uh, what kind of benefits do you get with this timeshare? You know, there's a lot of thing about like uh, what the I get like um, like it's gonna have electricity. It's gonna have some power. Uh, that I mean, those are really important things. I gotta in the I gotta pay for and getting myself to that island myself. Though it sounds like okay, uh, like the transport's not involved in the timeshare, uh, and uh, looks like I can only get. I, like when I the only availability is like on odd day so like on an even day I got to get off that get off the island and go okay. somewhere else. Okay. All right. Uh, so, but like they they're really pushing it pretty heavily. On so it. so you only get odd days. Like is it just like any every odd day or no not every odd day like I, or I'm gonna just have just to, during you just during the week the, that the, you purchase for, for the week that I get. Uh, like the, for doing this investment, I'm I'm thinking about doing it, guys. You get to choose your own week. And well, there's uh, two weeks that are available. Okay. Uh, there's Does uh, any one of them land on like a thirty first. There's a, the second week in November is uh, one of them. Okay. And the other one is uh, the first week of February. Okay. And those are the two weeks available, but I can only be there on uh, odd days. Uh, yeah, on odd days. <laughs> So uh, do the black belts own these? Or <laughs> <laughs> so the black belts own them. Well, yeah, because they're trying to get me on the timeshare. Oh, okay. So if you would like to uh, sell Carlos a timeshare, uh, <laughs> become a black belt patron at patreon.com slash wow. studios, or click on the patron link of our homepage at blindestudios.com. All right. Uh, also, while you're at blindestudios.com, go ahead and click on that store link. Uh, you can buy our definitely wearing pants pants. Actually, we should probably go and update some of our designs because we haven't done that in probably two years now. Is that two years now? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, COVID. yeah. Yep. Yep. So we got Still waiting for that, that patent of beer like work shirt. You know, man, it's it, it's it's on it's on the agenda, um, but I didn't realize like Carlos didn't know he had to read the patron ad during Soundwave. So well, that's on Matt. <laughs> the what? So like we apparently we need a staff meeting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's okay. So I'm affiliate, so I'm not staff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yep. No, no, you you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carlos, what have you been up to, man? 
Not too much. Just uh, let's see. You went out to Double Ipa Festival. The Delapa Fest. <laughs> Delapa, <laughs> Delapa, Delapa, Delapa. We went to the Tilapia Fest. You went to Dua Lipa. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds like a North of Eight thing. The double, but yeah, there's the Double IPA Fest at uh, Hop and Barrel yesterday, and went to that and uh, got some got a couple flights and uh, some beers, and then which uh, which which flight was uh, did you prefer? Did you was it the hazy flight or the the clear flight? I liked the clear flight. More. Uh, Me I thought, too. Like the flavor was a lot better there. Was it all Hop and Barrel? Uh, no, Hop okay. and Barrel had one on each flight, um, okay. and then it was a bunch of other local breweries, including a couple of show favorites like Pitchfork Brewing and The Garage. Cool. Or El Garage. Yeah. Ollie Font. <laughs> Ollie Font was on there. Right? Yeah, Oliphant yeah. was there. Um, the one from Spooner. Round Man, Round Man Brewing and uh, Brewing Project was on there as well, um, and there might be one that I'm missing. Uh, there are some pretty good nachos that I had uh, from uh, the taco uh, plant. Yeah, uh, Taqueria Los Paisanos. Yeah. Some carnitas nachos. Yep. Or uh, the tacos, uh, or the the taco, or the the taco place of the countrymen, I believe is yeah. what that means. <laughs> is, that, uh, so, is that Oliver's place, the one that goes out to the Rush River, or no? Uh, yeah, the one that's at the garage all the time. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. There's one that Rush River every Friday or whatever. Like, there's a different. There's another taco place. Mm-hmm. I need to find it might this be other the taco same place. One, I don't know. Is it? Is it the guy who runs it? The guy who runs his name's Oliver. Oh, okay. Very oh. authentic Mexican. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be kind of a fun BNS road trip. We buy mm-hmm. a food truck, do tacos, <laughs> and then interview people along the way. This dude cross country. That sounds like a, we're working. Yeah, it sounds like we're yeah, working. Yeah, but tacos. It'd be fun. We're gonna run out of tacos pretty I'd, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> if, we're both, if you and me are staff, uh, staff of the sport, we, we get to serve any, we'll just eat them yeah. all. Can we, can we call the truck White People Taco Night? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the podcast name, too. Fine. I'll call up uh, Chef Emerson. He can bring his barbecue truck up, and we'll travel with him. No, I like the idea of White of white People Taco Night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, it's just paste salsa, ground beef <laughs> with the seasoning on cold flour tortillas so how about, and crunchy tacos. How about uh, instead it's brats? But then we also sell hot dogs, but the hot dogs are t- double the price. I like that idea, too. If you the don't want one of these white man tacos, <laughs> then you can have a shitty-ass brat or a really We're bringing dog. the Midwest to a city near you. <laughs> so so we, we, get, we get, like, solid brats, and, like, we get cheap-ass hot dogs. And then the, like, the, the most expensive thing on the menu... It's like a $8 hot dog, but it's just a hot dog and a bun, no toppings, nothing. It's just... And we'll buy one of those packs Relish costs 50 like, cents. We'll buy one of those packs where it's like 100 hot dogs and a thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just Costco dogs. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the most expensive one. Yep. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's, it's a reverse menu. That should have been your, our black belt patron plan. Well, because, like, <laughs> you know that if uh, if somebody has kids, like, the kids are going to want the fucking hot dog. Yeah. And people with kids don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are going to be a pain. So, so like, let's exploit that. And, like, uh, the kids are going to be a pain, so, like, well, the parents are going to get them dog. the hot dog. So they shut up. Carlos would be a great dad. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to feed you to make you stop? <laughs> Dino nuggets. <laughs> uh, anything else, Carlos? What else have you been up to? Uh, just been playing more Elden Ring. I think I'm 40 hours in. Really liking the game nice. a lot. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's it. Matt? Uh, yeah, hey, Lando. How's it going? I went to Elton John last week. That was pretty Ooh. sweet. Went with my mama. Uh, I also went to another show on Sunday or whatever day, Monday that was, Carolyn Rose and uh, Animal Collective. 
Then before that, I also went to Car Seat Headrest. And Holy I also week, went to, Batman! Uh, Madian. So now I did five concerts. In are you uh, are you are weeks. you making up for 2020 now? Well, they all decided to land in April or whatever month we are, March right now. They all decided to end up in March. So yeah, nice. Got a handful more to go in April. Nothing else this month though. Oh, you're gonna be knackered by the end of this. I think so. <laughs> oh no, yeah, those last two weeks I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, like, the Elton John concert looked awesome. Yeah, that was, that was, that was the third cool. time I've seen him. Uh, but mom's never seen him before, so that was pretty cool going with her. Yeah. She was dancing and singing the whole time and just like, oh, my God. How, how is his performance? I've seen like, the old footage back in the day. When yeah. he's, he's, if anything, he's just a baritone now instead of he can't hit any of those notes he used right. to, but he made all the songs. He like rearranged them all to make it, it sound perfect. Was it Woodstock there he came out in the chicken suit? Uh, what, oh, are you, there was a... I've seen the is video. That, is that Live Aid maybe or something like maybe that? Maybe it's that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because oh, he wasn't around for Woodstock. Did he do the chicken dance he was, song? But. Is that what he performed when he dressed up as a chicken? No, he probably sang Crocodile Rock with that song, which makes me want to gouge my ears out. But That's, yeah. I don't like that song. It's nope. just I don't. It, what's the point of this? I guess my mom was on the mega screen though when she was dancing and singing because they did like the <laughs> the crowd pans or somebody, and yeah. somebody in the audience texted was like, "Oh my god, you were on the big screen!" It's like nobody took a picture. That would have been great to see mom on the big screen. But no, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Uh, my concert window hasn't come up yet, but mm-hmm. I did see uh, two of my favorite bands uh, are coming into town 11 days apart from each other. <laughs> Which they're both close. metal bands, yep. and so my body is not ready for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and being in that crowd for Car State Headrest again, I was like, God, this has been this has been a heck of a minute since I've been in this. Yeah, yeah. I got a uh, Spite is coming to town in June. Uh, I think they're just playing at Amsterdam in St. Paul. Oh, if nice. I remember. Yeah, that's no, a fun or idea. the Caboose. The Caboose? No, or that might, Caboose might be in July because there's the Summer Slaughter Tour, which is, I think, is at Caboose. Spite might be playing at Amsterdam. I can't remember, but uh, Thy Art is Murder. They're a metal band out of Australia who I was okay. supposed to go see uh, back in 2019 in Chicago, and then COVID kind of ruined that whole That was Elton John for me, too. Yeah. It finally happened. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> They're they're coming to town, which I'm so excited to go see them. Except they're playing at Skyway. Like, which yeah, it's how that that venue exists is beyond it's me. The the only good part about that venue it has this slight incline, so you can see from anywhere in the fucking room. But it's a dingy, gross yeah, place. It, it's a and it sounds like shit. Box. Yep. <laughs> and all that's ever there is EDM or metal shows. Yeah, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, and I I went there once. Those for... are the best metal bo- or concrete box shows. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just have like curtains on the walls to try and muffle it. Yeah, it doesn't no, know. no. It, on the upside though, uh, ROA alumnus uh, Sean James, he just did a tour kind of on the west side of the country, and in a couple weeks he's going over to Europe, which means come fall, probably end of the year here. He typically hits the Twin Cities in November, so fingers crossed he's going to be coming back to the Twin Cities. Oh, awesome! He always puts on a fun show, cool. and he's been on tour with. Uh, his band, the, well, there's Sean James, the solo stuff, and then there's Sean James and the, the Shapeshifters. Okay. And they're kind of a bluegrass, folk, kind of rock sound to them. They're just a lot of fun to watch. And uh, first time he came to the Twin Cities ever was back in 2017, 2018, I think, somewhere in there. He came with a, his acoustic show. Justin texts me Sunday night, goes, hey, do you want to go see an acoustic show tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> Four hours later, who are we seeing? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's ten dollars at the door or whatever, and it was Sean James and uh, the fiddle player Sage, and it's just those two up on. There's a couple opening acts, and they're okay, but it's at um, um, Turf Club on University, and 
the acoustics there for being a just a little like upstairs is more modern bar, but downstairs very dive bar. A shitload of taps, but yeah, I love the Turf Club. The acoustics there were on par with Orchestra Hall. Yeah, that's actually quite amazing how well it yeah, sounds in there. Like I, I, <laughs> I realized I'd been drinking for eight hours and I haven't eaten food in ten hours. And I'm like, I'm gonna go grab food real quick, and all of a sudden Sean starts playing, and I can hear him like crystal clear in the basement, as if I was staying right there next to stage. And oh, wow, me and Justin end up buying them a lot of drinks and beers and shots, and getting it's a, it's a fun bar to just hammer and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the Turf Club a lot. Yeah, and Sean stops and in between a couple of songs, he goes, "If we start forgetting lyrics, it's their fault." And points to <laughs> us. We're like, "What are you talking about? Nothing we didn't happened. buy you four shots of Jameson or anything." So fast forward a year, they came back to town, and his wife, uh, Michelle, who's an absolute saint for putting up with us that night, uh, was at the merch booth, and we start walking over. Hey, I remember you. We, you guys were here last, blah, blah, blah. And then Sean comes out, and he's like prepared to do the usual, hey, thanks for coming to the show spiel. You know, you see how many thousand people when you pay, play 200 shows a year. You know, you could see the register in his brain start to click. And it dawned on him, and all of a sudden he goes, no shots. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. So excited for when that comes up. But Yeah, awesome. I will say I'm very grateful I got to see the Foo Fighters like three weeks ago, because I don't think that's going to be a thing. Yeah, Carlos yeah. was uh, kicking yeah. kicking himself yesterday yeah, real hard. That, that was, that was yeah, quite uh, the thing to wake up to that morning. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, for anybody who somehow doesn't know, uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, passed away the other day. So Yeah, was it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. Yeah. Because they were supposed to have a show this weekend or something. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, yeah, grateful I saw them three weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, no, I learned my lesson a few years back. If there's a show you want to see, you go see it. Like, yep. and it's, that's, I, that's I missed the last I rush. a lot of money going to shows. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It was some of the shows that, like, Rolling Stones came to town however many years ago. Uh, this year? Last year? Well, the time before that. I just remember they were coming to town, and I saw their tour bus when I was going on the highway, but nosebleed section were like 300 bucks. It's like, you're cool, talking about the TCF bank? The, probably, I think so. Yeah, that, I think we spent like 150 200 We had decent seats. Yeah, I paid $15 for my last concert. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yeah, well, so it's, it's, it's one of those, like, <laughs> if you want to see them, like... Some of them you, you gotta like kind of. And that hop show on was it. actually fucking amazing. The one I saw at United Bank Stadium or US Bank Stadium, that one, that one wasn't that good, but they were on par in 2015 yeah. when that one was. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, anything else, Matt? That's it. All right. I mean, that's it. I you did so much shit. Like, <laughs> and then I was sick, and then I worked. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Survived no, St. No, Patrick's Day. Fuck St. Patrick's Day. I hate that day. I had a lot of fun on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I think I even saw you that night mm-hmm. while you were working, and I was not. It was great for me. <laughs> I wanna, you had one beer, then you like beelined it out the front door really quick. Like, yep, uh, Casey, let's go. What's yep, worse well, for yeah. you? I like, yelled at him. Okay. Daylight savings? Or, well, the fall. I don't know what that one's called. Is that just daylight, stay, savings? Yeah, it's daylight savings? Where you gain an hour or St. Patrick's Day? Or New Year's. No, I don't ever have to work on those those weekend nights oh, okay. when uh, that time change happens. But that's not that bad, actually. Most people are either too drunk and going home or else they're just sitting there drinking water. Or you're having a really good time making money. So yeah. when you're already that far in the night, one more hour isn't the worst thing ever. But St. Patrick's Day is just amateur night. Yeah, we got. I think there was a, there was a weird conversation happening on St. Patrick's Day, and I don't remember who we were talking with, but I was like, "I'm done now." Yes, yeah, and I, I yelled at him like goodbye, and he was just nope, straight out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty late in the night too. So. It was yeah, it was after midnight or 
yeah, it was about midnight when I strolled in because I walked too. So I, I like, and I stopped at the Quick Trip and got myself a little snack, yeah. a little chicken sandwich for the walk home. It was nice. I forgot there's this kid that came in or whatever. He just got done with work and he's like, "Oh man, what a night! This is uh, I'm so and just complaining about everything." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in the shit of it right now. What the fuck do you want? I can't talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, what have you been up to, man? Uh, nothing really too crazy. It's been kind of a, a I took my first days off since uh well end of December and the only reason I had time off in December was because I was going to lose my PTO mm-hmm. at the new year and originally I was going to take a whole week off because all my staff are college students and it was their spring break and they could actually work for a change and I was so excited and then two days after I got it approved they're like oh by the way you have three days of of job training <laughs> come oh, on no. <laughs> so it's still fine I got to I mean I can do it from home because it's all still. virtual right now but it's no longer a day, yeah. Yeah, but still, like, I, I wanted to just sit on my couch and not, not do anything. Not yeah. think. I just want to jump into the nothing box for three days. <laughs> <laughs> right. And sometimes you need that to just kind of reset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially with my job. I talk to, um, I'm talking to probably 100 people every day, you know, five days a week, sometimes six. And so that nothing box just went. Paint never sleeps. <laughs> it was right. All paint does is sleep. <laughs> or dry, I guess. Yeah. There's a, a post, you know, people describe your job poorly. And I just put in there, watch paint dry. <laughs> I, I, I think, that, I think that's describing your job pretty aptly, Gordon. <laughs> I love reading those things. Yeah, other than that, nothing too crazy. Uh, just gearing up for, like Matt was talking, he just went to a bunch of concerts. I mentioned, you know, I got shows coming up through June, July, August lined up so far. Excited for those. Looking forward to warmer weather. Dude, I, I so spring in Wisconsin is a fun beast because it looks like it should be oh my God, like it looks 60 so or 70 out. And it's 20. I Maybe it's just me, but... Uh, a spring 30 degrees feels better than a winter. 30 oh, it degrees. absolutely does because, well, one sunlight, it's it's shiny. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes though, it also feels colder than a 30 degree yes. winter. It depends it's, how windy it is. Yeah, that too. I mean, yeah. It depends on what the, the weather before. was the day before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not windy and it's 30 degrees and it's winter, you can go out on a t-shirt. Because, yeah, what, we hit 50 last weekend, and then yeah. I was sick and on the we, couch. We, we were, like, God damn, we, son we, of a we bitch. We were pushing 60 on Sunday, yep. and it was beautiful. Was it uh, two weeks ago? It was, again, high 50. It hit 60-something in Eau Claire. And I was sick that day. I went home early from work, and I had the intentions of this at least sitting out on my deck. And I sat down on the couch for thirty seconds, and I woke up when it was dark out. Like God, damn you can it! Still sit on your deck in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, but it's it wasn't just warm out anymore. It dropped like <laughs> below forty. Oh yeah, speaking of the daylight, didn't something just get passed in the house? Or uh, what? it passed the Senate. Okay. Um, we don't know if the House is going to pass it or not. And, and then, then we also, we Biden don't... has to do a sign off, which if he does, if he like that's 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 a slam dunk. Everybody wants to get rid of daylight saving times, which would mean a spring twenty twenty three would be the last time we would ever change clocks. I was gonna say the so are they gonna stick with daylight savings or are they gonna stick with the fallback? They're they're sticking daylight with the savings. spring one. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was my reaction, but other people are like, I love that one. I'm like, no, no, you you won't yes. once winter time hits. Yep. It, but 
Because it matter because sunrise I, doesn't happen until like nine nine. Yeah, and, then. well, I go to the I go to work in the winter and it's dark out. And I go home and it's still dark out. That, that sounds like that really sounds like a you problem. Gordon? So nine o'clock yeah. seems pretty late for well. For a if sunrise. only we, had but it means we'll get light until like true five thirty six. If only so we had a way to create in light inside our homes or offices or wherever at any given point of the day. Gordon, it's not the same, and you know it. Look at that delightful day out there, and you tell me <laughs> that these lights are the same. We're bringing back the seventy. <laughs> Fire well, hazard be damned. Well, we've already talked about it, though. It's cold outside. So. Yeah, but look yeah. how nice it looks. <laughs> so it's like a picture. <laughs> Anything else, Gordon? Nope, that's all. All right, let's see. I'm going to start at Monday because uh, you guys heard me talk all about Saturday or Sunday while I was doing Sunday. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Monday uh, was the uh, pitchforks, uh, pitchfork oh, like yeah. customer appreciation or regular appreciation oh, that's right, I party. That's um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Gordon was there, even though Carlos doesn't remember him being there. Uh, <laughs> I, I remembered him eventually. eventually. <laughs> After we told you, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that was a blast. Um, I saw a lot of uh, faces I hadn't seen in a couple of years, and it was fantastic. Oh, it was a nice excuse to. Bust out the uh, pitchfork uh, uh, hockey, hockey jerseys, jerseys yeah. and uh, there was some God, really good about those. Yeah, yep, yeah, some really good pulled pork sandwiches yeah. and the cake. Uh, I, oh, the cake was good. Yeah, I, I didn't have any of the cake. I just had I, more yeah. pulled pork. Casino made me eat your half. <laughs> and I, yeah, and then he, he really had to half on top. Yeah, he really head. had to twist your arm on that one. No, um, yeah, I was I was full, and if I had more room, I would have gone for more pork. I, <laughs> So yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was really good food. It was great company. It was. It was a blast. And we didn't stay too late. I think it was like eight thirty when we headed out of there. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, doing been doing the dog class thing with Lando. You guys heard him earlier. We're trying to get him to calm down a little bit and not try to eat people, which would be really nice. Um, so yeah, he's he's been doing really well in that. It's a little reactive dog class. Um, and then my brother uh, flew out to Germany right. yesterday. Yep. So um, every night this week, so like Wednesday, he came over and we hung out um, and drank too much. And then Thursday, <laughs> uh, we went to the garage and hung out and drank too much. And finally Friday, I was like, no, <laughs> no, Casey needs rest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we even ended up at um, the at Clyde's on Tuesday night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Where's 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 uh, Clyde's at? Uh, Beldenville. How do you, Jesus Christ? Yeah, it was a series of events. Um, <laughs> hey, it's better than ending up at the Bighorn. Hey, oh yeah, ending know, up at Clyde's is a good thing. No, I didn't. Well, Jordan had never been to Clyde's, and we really? were driving past it, and we're like, "Well, let's go have a beer at Clyde's." And so we did that. Um, yeah, so it was fun. Uh, then I started playing a game called Tunic on Friday, which uh, it's a it's like a isometric like uh, like Legend of Zelda game, like. Um, but like that kind of style, except uh, they don't tell you what to do. You have to find um, like an old. You have to find pages of in the game. You have to find pages of the instruction manual, which looks like one of those like old um, Super Nintendo instruction manuals, and like that like starts to give you an idea of how to play the fucking game. Interesting. Uh, it. I, yeah, I was like, I don't know about this, and then I've been addicted to it all weekend. I'm, al I'm almost done. <laughs> so is that on phone, PlayStation? Uh, it's on. I've been playing it on Xbox. Okay. I think it's on uh, Xbox, PC, PlayStation, cool. and uh, Switch. 
So it's kind of all over, and like it's it's awesome. It's only about a fifteen hour game. It's hard as shit, but it's also like it's neat and it looks adorable. And so the it's kind of like great. missed if Miss had an instruction manual you were trying to find. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It, I've I've really been enjoying that. Um, and then I watched the new Halo. Uh, I liked it episode on Thursday. I did too. I really I really enjoyed. I wasn't it. a big fan of the guy they chose to be Master Commander when he took off Master his helmet Chief. and stuff. Or yeah, Master Chief. Uh, the who, Master Commander. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. The Master Commander. Yeah, it was whatever. Uh, he's better with the helmet on. Yep. <laughs> uh, when I, he took it off, I was like, just doesn't seem. What I, I did hear though that the second episode is a step down. Oh really? Yeah. Like um, they may have, like they used the budget for the first episode to make it all fun. Okay. Well, we'll see. I, I it don't was know. fun. I, liked I, it. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. I started watching uh, Picard. Um, Did you already watch season one or no? Uh, so that's why I started watching. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Season two starts. So I didn't. Know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So I started watching season one of Picard. Uh, binged a bunch of that. Yeah, on I'm, tem- night. I'm tempted to get into Picard because like uh, I'm so excited that John Delancey's back in season two of Picard. Yeah, looks season like Alamo's uh, playing First Contact yeah, in April on, too. It's on, so it's on a Wednesday night. So ah, bummer. I'm so bummed. I really want to see that in theaters. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, Picard season two is pretty fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, then we did uh, we did the Dipa Fest, went out to Agave, it was fantastic. And then today, uh, just kind of hung out. It's a good day. So, uh, Carlos. Yeah? I have a question for you. Oh, yeah? No. How do you live your life? <laughs> is it... A quarter mile at a time? How do you live your life? The next quarter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh boy, I got to get some water to wet this. Whistle. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this this is our uh, what is the name of the actual full segment? It's the uh, the next, next quarter, quarter mile. mile. Yeah. Yep. So this is where we uh, we are watching the Fast and the Furious uh, movie franchise a quarter of a movie at a time, and yep. we just wrapped up Fast Five or uh, our twentieth quarter. Yeah, you could you could say it that <laughs> way. <laughs> so yeah, Wait, is it our twenty? Yeah, it'd be a twentieth yeah. quarter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four times five. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, there's Ellsworth. Ellsworth education. There's a and there's a couple different uh, segments within the segment, uh, but the one we usually start off with is uh, plot in sixty seconds. Yes. So the plot in 60 seconds is, uh, well, Casey's got it this time. Oh, Casey's. I saw you have your notes, no. so I was wondering if you're doing it. No, uh, okay. so uh, well, I'll, I'll, well, as Casey's preparing himself for this gauntlet, uh, <laughs> I'll explain what this is. So he's going to explain the Fast and Furious franchise in 60 seconds from the very beginning of the franchise to where we are at right now, which is that we just wrapped up Fast Five. So he's covering five full movies in one minute. That is 60 seconds, which gives me roughly 12 and a half seconds per for, film. Per film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Matt, how about you uh, count them down? Okay. And you got the Hang bell? on one second. I don't you know. got the bell ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, the bell. The bell. <sighs> All right. I am ready when you are, my friend. All right. Three, two, one, go. 
Tuna Fish Brian races Dom and almost blows up his car. Dom accepts him and offers him a Corona TFB, wet, bangs his way into the gang through Mia. Mia gives up Dom and friends so Cop Brian can go bust Dom. CB lets Dom escape. Too fast for back with no longer Cop Brian. FBI guy recruits him and Roman. There's some cars, helicopters, an ejector seat, a boat, and, for, and a forgettable villain. Brian and Roman steal some money. Dumbass Sean destroys development, development and gets shipped to Tokyo. He makes a friend, meets Han, destroys Han's car. Han eats some snacks and is murdered. Sean challenges and beats DK in a mountaintop race. Dom shows up at the end. Back in time to the DR, Dom and Fam are heisting. Letty dies, Dom returns home. Bad cop Brian is back and me is mad. BCB, bad cops everywhere. They meet a priest and race through the mountain. Uh, Dom kills Letty's killer with a car. Dom goes to prison. Me and Brian break Dom out of prison and flee to Rio. There they meet up with dickbag Vince for a job. It goes bad. Reyes is pissed. The Rock shows up. They assemble the family to steal all of Reyes' money. Hobbs arrests Dom's, Dom, Brian, and Mia, then switches sides. The Fam drags the vault through Rio, killing so many people. Hobbs gives the Fam 24 hours, but keeps the money. Uh, psych, the vaults were switched. The Fam is rich and drives off into the sunset. Also, Vin- Vinny's dead. Was yeah. it, like, that, right on? That was right on. <laughs> yeah! yeah. Nice. yeah. A lot of details in there. Was a awesome. lot of details. <laughs> yeah, those details are gonna go away. <laughs> How many films again? Nine? Nine. So I was joking with uh, with Gordon earlier that uh, when we start, uh, when Fast 10 comes out in theaters, it's gonna be real weird when Carlos and I just keep leaving uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> That's good. All right, so I got the so since you got Casey, the ten second car. So Casey had the rough, really part of uh, plot in sixty seconds. I got the ten second car. Where in ten words or less, I described the quarter of a movie that we just saw, not the entire franchise, just, just the quarter of the film. In ten words, not less. Ten words. No, it can be less. No, it can't. It has to be ten words. It can be ten words or less. No, it has to be ten words. Do you not have ten words? I got nine. Just you better come word. up with another fucking word because you need 10. The segment is you have 10 words. There's no or less. It's a 10 second card. I added, uh, well, it's got like a, a hyphen in there. So that's going to say right, a, a contraction. A contraction's one. A contraction is one word. So, like, if it's it's, that's one word. If you just added an I apostrophe just, I, S. I did that. I added it's. Okay. I added it's the word. Okay. All right. Like, if you just added apostrophe S, that doesn't count. All right. So uh, here's the, my 10-second car. So this is the 10 words describing the quarter of a movie. It's finally heist time. Swinging, smashing, and swapping safes. You hit it at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else was I going to add? <laughs> You're a dick bag. <laughs> That's awesome. Like Vince. <laughs> I was going to do nine words, but I I could do it. Well, uh, why don't we just uh, dive right into, well, so Garage Talk is where we talk about the entire movie. Uh, Review, let's, uh, let's do review, uh, the rear view mirror where we talk about this quarter. Yeah. uh, As we're, you know, seating in the rear view. Um, So where we left off last week um, was, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, There was, there had that, like. Um, Dom, Mia, and Brian had gotten arrested by Hobbs, which is the rock in his bad goatee, um, which is its own character in this film. (laughs) And uh, then the Reyes' guys ambushed them and murdered all of uh, Hobbs' men, except for Elena. And so then, like, uh, but, like, Hobbs got shot or something or was knocked down. He Um, was knocked down. He was knocked down by by an explosion, I think. And then uh, Dom and Fam uh, saved him and brought him back to uh, secret, not secret base. Yeah, but like Vince died. 
Oh yeah, yeah, but nobody cares because that guy sucked. Because right, we kicked off, we we started off this quarter with Vince already dead on a slab. Yeah, he was he was dead on the table. He was under a sheet. You didn't even know if it was him really. Yeah, but, and I mean, so it turns out his wife doesn't care either. So because well, like nobody told her, like the, like we've we'll get to it. We later will get on, to that in but. a minute. But yeah, that's that's a weird little plot hole that they kind of dropped. Um. Yeah. So then. Yeah. So Hobbs is like, well, I guess I'll be on your team now because his team is dead. Yeah, because any Hobbs is gonna be there to get some revenge. Yeah, but only until Reyes is dead, and then he's switching back teams. So uh, they have uh, they have everything. So everything's ready. To, like they've been yep. setting up fi- and like for finally the heist, and uh, yeah, it goes off. They bust in like like the they they drive the rockmobile through the wall. Like the, uh, first of all, Hobbs. <laughs> there's no way Hobbs should have a job after this. And the uh, the officer that she that he Elena. Has, uh, Elena, like she also shouldn't have a job after. She this. doesn't. <laughs> I guess. She doesn't have a job. Because, I mean, she was shooting at other cops. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have a job anymore. Hobbs somehow does. Yeah. Because, I mean, he did it in a, in a different country, mm-hmm. so it's probably fine. So, yeah, they, uh, so uh, if you've seen any of the trailers way back in the day, uh, <laughs> they steal the vault. <laughs> they do steal the vault, and they, uh, Dom and Brian drag it behind two cars. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's yeah. a, yep, yep, And yep. it's, 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 it's a fantastic set yeah, piece. Yeah, I, it's a I fun love one. it. It's so much fun. A lot of shenanigans happen. Yeah, like they a, murder just everyone. Yeah, it's pretty pretty long uh, set piece, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, it's very kinetic. Yeah. And but I I will say I'm a little disappointed. Um, at no point did somebody get out of their car and hop onto another car. No, like, well, the closest we get is on when they're on the bridge. At the end, when and Dom jumps Dom, out, Dom like car. Dom just has to save. Like he cuts out, he cuts Brian free because he's gonna do it by himself. I'm gonna save you because you got, you got. <laughs> this uh, was always the plan. You got, you got my sister Prigger. You gotta take care of the kid. I'm, got, I'm going to take care of these cops. And then he just <laughs> drives on down the highway, swings the safe around, like wipes out all the cops, and then except Reyes and uh, his vehicle, which gets flipped. But only gets flipped after Dom's car then flips, uh, like because the safe gets stuck. But then his car gets is going to get yanked, so he hops out of his car onto the bridge. He essentially just steps out of his car. No, he basically steps out, and his car hits Reyes' vehicle. Yep, and uh, henchman number one hops out. Yep, and uh, Brian shoots him. Yeah, um, and then Reyes gets out, uh, or and. Reyes literally falls out of the vehicle. Hobbs walks by and just shoots him twice. <laughs> like, that's just, uh, and says, that's for my men. You can't do that. You're an officer of the law. <laughs> Hobbs doesn't follow the law. He should. <laughs> he fucking should. And so we find out that, like, yeah, all right. Well, I'd see, oh, I got it now. Chase you, but I think uh, thanks you've to this, earned twenty four hours. But the safe stays with me. Everybody's like, "Cool, peace out." And because who would have foreseen it that they because sw- they had bought a safe earlier in the film that they swapped the safes. Oh, jeez. Yep, on a uh, on a garbage truck. A classic heist move of swapping it was, the safes. It was fantastic. It was delightful. Then we get a montage of them opening the safe, seeing all the money. Um, and like what they did with their with their share of the money. I really like Roman's response to like like he's the one like he's like he almost starts dancing when he sees. Yep. Like it's <laughs> Roman's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Like he's he's fantastic. It's it's just so much fun. Um, and he's 
And then I, I love what happened. So Tej um, buys a garage. Like mm-hmm. that was his like, you know, his dream is he wanted like a garage that wasn't going to rip people off. And so he's doing that. Uh, Roman pulls up in this car and gives like this spiel about how it's the only one in the Western Hemisphere and only like one of four in the world. And then uh, Tesh's girlfriend drives up an identical car. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I remember that scene too. The the two guys who like uh, were, were always bantering back and forth in, uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Spanish. Spanish. Uh, they're at a casino. One of them puts all their money on red. The other one puts all their money on black. And we don't see what it landed on, but it probably landed on green. <laughs> 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 yep, uh, and then Han and uh, Giselle are uh, together driving on the autobahn, driving to Madrid. Unsafe, like she's in his lap. They're right? making out while he's driving. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's, safe. that's not safe. That's not that's not safe. And <laughs> and like there's the line like I thought you wanted to go to Tokyo. We'll get there eventually, and because he's <laughs> gonna die, like because they they put a a, clock, a ticking clock on him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then um, Mia and Brian are chilling on the beach, yeah. and she's like super preggers, and Dom is schlepping Elena. Ooh. Yeah. And there's a stinger at the end. Well, yeah, because, like, well, first of all, they're like, Dom and Brian are like, we got, like, uh, we're going to have to race again, Dom. is like, yeah, well, you sure you want to do that? You think you can live with that? And like they uh, they they take off, <laughs> they do. That's yep. And then credits roll, and there's a stinger. Uh, Eva Mendez is back, mm-hmm. and she's she hands Hobbs and is uh, and the rocks go to a file, <laughs> and and in that file, it has a picture of Letty. Wait, Eva. When was she in it before? Uh, uh, Fast and the Furious Two, Too Fast. We're back. Oh, so she was in that? Yeah. yeah oh, she, that, I, I didn't realize that that was the same person. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, even Mendez is back, handing, uh, and turns out Letty is alive and not dead. What could possibly happen? What? <laughs> Somebody didn't stay dead at this franchise? That's crazy. So Carlos, opera. this is the first time it happens. It's the first time. This is the first time. Uh, and it, it like yeah, so we'll find out what happens in uh, Fast and the Furious Six, which is that just called Fast and the Furious Six? I have no idea. The Fast and the Furious is that? No, I thought that was four. I think that's four. Yeah, it's okay. just called Fast and Furious Six. Yeah. They went from well, yeah, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, um, and they don't actually get. Uh, good at things until Fate of the Furious. Because um, <laughs> I think the next one after that's just Fast 7. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so that's been uh, yeah, that's Fast the re- 5. Yeah, that's that's Fast 5. Uh, so, Garage Talk, let's let's rate this. Uh, we need to figure out how many seconds this car is. Um, I still haven't pulled the numbers for Fast and the Furious, but for Too Fast, Too Furious, um, I gave it a 45 second, and you gave it a 50 second. Uh, Tokyo Drift, um, I gave it 28, you gave it 20. And Fast and Furious, I gave it 25, you gave it 28. All right. So for this one, like the way we're rating this is like uh, like as a ten second car, a ten second car is really fast as a quarter mile in ten uh, seconds. 10 seconds. Uh, and we're rating this on how long this movie would take to do a, a quarter mile. So uh, you know, 
this was a lot of fun. I like that 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 last quarter was pretty fucking great. Uh, there was a little, a couple parts of it were didn't like felt like they dragged a little too much. Uh, and there's some parts in there that were kind of pointless, like when they kept stealing cars and then ended up like they didn't oh, use those. We cars. forgot the most important part. So Vince's wife, who was introduced in the first uh, in the first quarter. Oh, we did not. Yeah, yeah. She it. never finds out that Vince is dead, but um, Dom just drops a big pile of money on her dining room table with a note like that Uncle Dom's coming. He's gonna come visit, uh, but like uh, nobody knows that Vince is dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's implied. Yeah, it, I, I mean, he's, yeah, uh, if it, I guess, I, I don't know. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. That's got to be a fun conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give this, I, I think this is a lot of fun. I'm going to give this a 24. 24 seconds. Um, so when I, when I was going through these in my head, this one didn't really stand out for me. But, like, as we were approaching, like, that, that set piece of the... Of the um, the vault going like down the road and stuff, and it introduces like a lot of really key things. Um, it's the first time we have the entire family together, um, and like the, it starts to become more of an ensemble than just you know Brian and Dom doing shit. I th- I think I'm gonna give it an 18. Whoa. I really I really enjoy this. Like this is my first sub 20 car. Getting a sub 20 car on the list. Yeah. I like I I really enjoy this film. It's a lot of fun. Um, this is now the second time I've seen it. How did they decide I mean, to bring Vince back into the movie? Because it says he was in the first one, but then, he was in the yeah. first one, and he he fled the country after the first one. Okay. Um, and like, cause he was the one hanging from the from the door, who like his arm was all okay. cut up. Uh, honestly, the Vince whole part is kind of one of the reasons why I kind of dropped it lower, uh, like or gave it more seconds. Was because of the fact that, like, as great it was seeing Vince back, they couldn't help themselves but make him out to be the bad guy in that first chunk of the movie of, like, he's the one that turns them in or something like that. Yeah, he was the one who turned them in. And then he comes back around because, of course, he does. But as is always the trope in uh, movies, redemption equals death. Sure does. So he, by redeeming himself, but then he dies. Yep. Only one of the one of the few main characters did not have plot armor. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the family. <laughs> but not one of the family. Not part of the family. Yeah. Just like, you know, kind of familiar. Yeah. It's like, love familiar, but it's nothing capitalized there. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, we got a beer to talk about. So let's uh, go ahead and pass that around oh, shit, here. Glasses. Uh, there's some right behind Gordon there. Gordo! <clears throat> All right, here you go. Uh, so going around, is, and we'll send that one around that way if we need to. Uh, this is an Irish red, uh, red ale with honey from Six Mile Bridge Brewing in Missouri. I picked this up on my on my travels down to uh, St. Louis. Uh, or they get really mad when I say it like that. St. Louis. Um, or San Louis. So it's Louisville, <laughs> Louisville, but that one you have to say Louis. Yeah, Midwesterners, man, I tell you what. Um, yeah, so we, we picked this up. I was kind of just grabbed it at a Walmart and did the thing. And Irish Red with honey? Yeah, Irish Red with honey. Uh, there's not a ton online about it, um, I think. Uh, well, let's see what's on. I remember I there was a, a point in time where the, the highest class beer I would have would be a Ky- Killian's Irish a Red. Killian's it's Irish true. Red. You not, drank that, yeah. like, 
Yeah, a lot. Uh, so this deep ruby red ale is our tribute to the Emerald Isle, brewed with wildflower honey to create a smooth finish. You'll discover layers of caramel or caramel and toffee notes with every sip. Cilantro. So yeah, uh, Carlos, what do you think? Um, I'm going to take another sip of, uh, see if I can get that honey uh, notes. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, granted, like I was just drinking a peanut butter rodent, so I might right. not be catching the the honey in there. Are you catching the honey? Not really. No. Mm-mm. I catch a lot but of the honey is, in the nose. But as far as like an Irish shred goes, this is pretty drinkable. I, I like this. Uh, so while I may not be getting the honey though, I, I am liking the way this one tastes. Matt, uh, I've never been much of a red fan. It definitely smells like an Irish red to me, but yeah. tastes good. But yeah. Gordon. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I said, a lot of honey on the nose. I don't get a whole lot on the tongue. Um, it's not bad. Albeit the last Irish red I had was Killian's, and that's a pretty low bar to Right. Over. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I, you uh, trip over that bar. I, I yeah. didn't talk about it, but like I had revisited it at some point in time and had one, and like I was not I think we did it on the show. Did we do it? I don't I know. So. I don't think we did. I, I, mm-hmm. I was about to say, like, we should have a Killian's Irish red I think, I, think well, it was, I mean, it was early days, oh, maybe. but I think we did it on the show. Did you... Do a commercial calibration of homebrew with Killian's? Or we no? have not yet, no. Um, I've been trying to avoid it. You could do a step <laughs> um, above that, I think. Um, I, so, I get a weird, like, mineraliness on the back end. I was wondering if that was from the can. Though. Yeah, it's it's almost like, like, mineral, like, almost like penny-like. Mm-hmm. Is there a cannon date on there? Nope. No. Um, and so, like, that's, that's, that's kind of, like, all I can... I feel like some beers on. aren't meant to be can like that well it's yeah. I, I i mean but so the can should never impart any yeah. kind of flavor because like there's lining in it and all that like and i don't know if it's a canning thing or it's it, it tastes more like a water issue um but yeah so i am getting that and that's kind of it, it's detracting it's it's fine i i don't know if i can say much more than it's fine when i think of irish reds actually i do think of pennies kind of know, okay but um, like, and that's, that's fair. I don't, so I don't know if I would order another one. It's kind of where I, where I'm landing on it. Uh, Carlos, give me a, give me a number. Yeah, this is all right. Um, uh, I remember being not happy with Irish, Irish red last time I had it. And this is not something that's making me unhappy. So I'm going to give this a six and a half. So your dog upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, that's uh, that's Max. Oh, Max. Uh, if I actually got some honey notes, I'd probably rate it a bit higher. It might even it out for me, but I'd say five and a half. Yeah, I'm with you, Casey. That minerally kind of thing that this kind of hangs around. Yeah, I didn't know how to describe it at first when you said that. I was like, oh, yep, yep that's what I'm tasting. I'm yep. not, not super satisfied with it. I'm going to give a four. I'm going to agree with Gordon. It's sub five for me. Um, yeah, four. Like, it's it's just, it's not it's not drinkable. Like, I've had some really good Irish reds. I've had some okay Irish reds. I mean, you have the, uh, like, the quintessential Smittix, or Smittix red, right? Um, and, like, that's an, that's an extremely drinkable beer. Um, I've made some Irish reds that are too hoppy, that are not hoppy, like, and they've all been more drinkable than this. I read they're supposed to be toffee notes on there I'm not there, yeah any. there's I it's it's very one note that's why I asked about the caning date because I wonder if it sat too long well but you're not off. you're not gonna lose a ton of that I think um I think part of it too is the honey overdried it and so it's it like there's there's not really any sweetness there 
Like, there's, there's no body. It's so thin. It's just kind of bleh. Because I thought I read 39 pounds of honey. That's so much. That's a batch. lot of honey. And I, I don't know how big the batch size is, but yeah. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> and now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. A 71-year-old Denver man is facing a felony charge after city officials say he made a uh, pickleball court without permission. With prosecution on the table, some believe the punishment doesn't fit the crime. The whole pickleball community is really saddened and shocked, said Jan DeVore, a friend of 71-year-old Ar- uh, Arjian uh, Gunny and fellow pickleball player. Gunny and others use a basketball court at Denver- Denver's Central Park Recreation Center for pickleball. Last Monday, the markings on the court had faded, so Gunny remarked them with a sharpie. Three days later, an arrest warrant for felony criminal mischief was issued for Gunny. The court document also claims $10,000 in damages. Gunny um, also received an email notifying him his Denver Parks and Recreation membership had been suspended indefinitely. The game, a mix of tennis, uh, racquetball, and ping pong, is one Gunny has played for years, according uh, to a close friend. Uh, DeVore uh, said she and others are appalled, shocked, and saddened by the situation. He is what we call the mayor of pickleball, DeVore said. He is an expert player himself, but always takes time to slow down his game to teach others to uh, play uh, with people of any ability. I have 40 letters that have been given to me that I'm submitting to the lawyer that attest to his kindness and his generosity. Uh, He has written a letter to the Denver Parks and Recreation apologizing. DeVore went on to say her friend was devastated by the ordeal. According to her and others in the pickleball community, apologies have not been enough. Now, Gunny is is represented by uh, Holland Hoskins, an attorney who happens to be a pickleball player himself. This, uh, I keep saying pickleball, and it's just very funny in my head. Sorry. Um, This community is willing to remove the marks, hire a contractor to do it safely, to apologize, to volunteer with the community, but this is outrageous, Hoskins said. Denver Parks and Recreation declined to sit down for an interview. Uh, Instead, they provided a statement, it is our duty and responsibility to the citizens of Denver to protect city assets and public property. Defacing or damaging public property is unacceptable, (coughs) a criminal offense, and will not be tolerated in any of our public buildings or spaces. Law enforcement is aware of the damage and the incident is being investigated. Pickleball play was temporarily suspended to assess the damage and related uh, repairs. So basically, uh, and uh, he is now facing jail time because of this. So I'm going to be honest here. The second you brought up pickleball, I couldn't keep track of the conversation because I was trying to figure out what the fuck pickleball is. You never played pickleball? It's a mix between racquetball, tennis, and ping pong. So I heard that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but like, that that doesn't make any sense. It's like playing on a giant ping pong table on the ground. The net's on the floor. Yeah, so like tennis, but different. Oh, so it was kind of like the childhood game that uh, me and a friend of mine would do. Tennis and badminton had a bastard love child. So as a kid, uh, this is is a fun fun story because it ends with a personal injury. Uh, so like as like uh, like maybe twelve or whatever, me and a friend, like we had this made up this game which involves baseball bats and like one of those like it's those, not it's not like that game at all. And like you have a red red ball that you're gonna you're supposed to hit back and forth like to try to get into the goal. And the goal is their side of the yard and my side of the yard. And you're supposed to try to hit the ball like and by ball. I'm saying this is a pretty large. It's like one of those like uh, dodgeball type things deals. Okay, so like one of those red balls. Mm-hmm. So you swing, you hit the ball, but then you keep going across and like try to get to, get it into the giant goal that's the entire other side of the yard. 
And uh, the other thing is that one of the last ditch efforts you could do to like to before like if somebody's going to get into your yard is you can throw the bat to try to block it. <laughs> no, no, no. Now uh, this like one of the last times we played it ended up like uh, I was about to score. All right, so I was about to like to get a point on the board. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and uh, he threw the the bat. Or like whipped it to try to block it, but he hit me in the head instead. And I uh, <laughs> sounds about right. I was wondering when that was coming but, in. Uh, did, did you get the point? I can't remember. <laughs> I did lose consciousness. God. Probably why you didn't remember me at the pitchfork party. <laughs> Just got domed with a bat. Uh, yeah. So I. I mean, so, I think I think this uh, this Parks and Rec thing is way fucking overblown. So you said it's on a basketball court. Yep. So assuming that all the that all the markings had faded away on. Yeah. So is it a wood basketball court? Is there pictures? No, no. It, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's it's a concrete like outdoor basketball. And you court. just took a sharpie. Yep. <sighs> Who cares? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. but it it thousands of dollars in damage. Yeah. Well, it's not thousands of dollars. That's not can, what the parks are saying. Well, the yeah. Labor costs are up, I know, but you know, if it was a board, if it was wood like this, and I were to take a permanent marker and draw on here, all you'd have to do is take a sh- uh, um, um, sharpie Let's, marker uh, right over the same line, and then you could wipe it up with a paper towel. Yeah, you take it. Yeah, the acetone and sharpies will take off permanent marker. Oh, nice. Mm. And also, it's like it's outside, and it's a sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't think that 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 couldn't have come in that clear no. at all. It was six months tops and it's yeah, no, down. I'm like yeah. It's, so it's like who gives a shit? Yep. Also, yeah. like it now people are using the park is not right. what the park is there for. Like, <laughs> uh, but I didn't know the pickleball community was so heated. Oh god, they're they're only only when they get attacked. Goddamn retirement homes. They know we got a huge pickleball community in town here over at the Glen Park. Yep. Yeah, and they're real salty about Those everything. Those tennis courts are now pickleball courts. Yeah, over by when. Yeah, they they, mur- huh. they they murdered all the tennis players. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 buried with their rackets on the side of the hill. So that must have been that. Because uh, the pickleball uh, is it's a heavier ball too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they bludge- Yeah, it, yeah. So all they had to do was bludgeon them with the yeah. pickleballs. They must. That's must have been why I saw that biker gang riding Vespas through town. Yes. They must have been hired to take. Yeah, them actually, out. All, it's it's a well known fact that all pickleball players ride Vespas. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Picture Sons of Anarchy. But, but they're on ball. Vespas. Yeah, it was delightful. And instead of uh, instead of like jacket leather jackets, they just have like little scarves. Yeah, and the, the fucking they have, like, the sweaters bowling with, shirts. The, with the square knot sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No I bowling, still, bowling shirts would uh, restrict your movement, uh, and you, and you got to be able to pickle that ball. I, I still don't understand what pickleball is. <laughs> I mean, obvi- I obviously do. Fast-paced badminton. You know, but if we wanted to chase out pickleball, no, I though, think you're going. I think we. I think we too. could just bring in, bring yeah, back my yard ball that I used to play back in the day. <laughs> no, we're not playing bat ball because there's a game <laughs> called baseball that already exists, and you don't get Comple- beamed in the head by a bat. Different, but the rules are completely different with baseball. Yeah, cricket. Uh, I don't know what that is. That's a, a little. That's a, that's a little bug. I, I spray. I used to spray around the old studio. Get rid of the crickets. <laughs> yeah, there was always one though. Yeah, there's always. <laughs> I, one. I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, so a Florida restaurant has canceled plans to host a party for a parish man who is convicted in connection with the Jan Six, uh, 2021 U.S. Capitol riot. Um, Caddy's 
uh, Bradenton Island, Caddy's, uh, Bradenton Island, a popular waterfront restaurant located in Bradenton, Florida, canceled a going to prison party hosted by rioter Adam Johnson after a Facebook post for the event gained attention on social media. Come help me celebrate my last Friday of freedom before I go to prison for the lamest charge in history. Yeah, treason is a pretty lame charge. Um, Johnson uh, made national headlines when he was photographed carrying House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's lectern after (laughs) entering restricted Capitol grounds on January 6th. Of course it's a guy from Florida. What would be the, what would be the lamest charge though? The lamest charge? Oh, uh, like redrawing pickleball lines. (laughs) But that's, at least that's like, that's crazy. And uh, like, I think it'd be something like stealing office supplies. Like you stole some printer paper and pen and paper and you ended up in jail for paper clips. Um, yeah, so he pleaded guilty to entering and remaining in a restricted building in November and was sentenced in February to 75 days in prison. This jackass only got 75 days. Um, the restaurant's manager uh, said that Johnson had indeed scheduled the event, but they decided to cancel the party due to its, its attention, uh, the attention it's drawing. The event called Adams Going to Prison, uh, with an exclamation point, uh, was still live on Facebook as of Friday, with 41 people said they planned to go. Over 770 uh, people in nearby all 50 states or nearly all 50 states and Washington, D.C. have been arrested in connection with the riot. Somebody just got asylum in, like, Belarus or something, I think. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to be talking about that right now. Oh, yeah. A U.S. Capitol riot suspect uh, who fled the U.S. has been granted refugee status in Belarus, according to the uh, Belarusian state-owned television, uh, Bell TA. The California man, Evan Newman, went to Europe after being charged in connection with the Jan 6 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Newman initially settled in Ukraine, uh, he said in, uh, in November, but he claims he traveled to Belarus on foot after noticing the Ukrainian authorities were following him. Today, I have mixed feelings. I think they're a little distracted right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, today, I have mixed feelings, uh, Newman said. I'm glad Belarus took care of me. Um... I am upset to find myself in a situation where I have problems in my own country. Uh, Bell TA wrote on social media that Newman had been forced to leave the U.S. because of politically motivated charges. Uh, Bell TA also posted images of Newman with a government official shaking hands and holding his new travel documents. God. A federal grand jury in Washington indicted Newman on December four, uh, in December on 14 charges, including assaulting a police officer and engaging in physical violence on Capitol grounds. Newman is accused of punching two officers at the Capitol and using a metal barricade as a battering ram to strike officers trying to stop the mob. Newman does not have a lawyer, according to court records. As recently as two weeks ago, the court listed him as a fugitive. That's nowhere he is. That's not politically motivated. You you assault anybody yeah but like they they stole the election i guess well (laughs) politics aside you assault somebody it's a fucking crime but if it's politically motivated then you can seek asylum in belarus and become a puppet of the russian government You leave your own country. Again, I'd like to take this back to 2012 when CERN turned on the the particle collider and this is the darkest timeline. No, yeah, they sent us into the twilight zone. So, but so he doesn't have Putin's hand up his ass, being so he's a puppet for Putin. Not yet. Putin has his hand up. The 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 uh, the Belarusian uh, president's ass, and And then this this president then has his hand up his ass. Yeah, it's puppet inception. Yeah. 
<coughs> Popception. Popception. Nice. <laughs> so this guy doesn't have his hand up any All right. his own. We're going to just yeah. move on to the discussion topic because we're at about an hour and I yeah. think we should. So I want to know, like, so Halo just like became a, th- like, became a, like, a, te- a TV show. What other, um, like, property would you like to see? It could be um, a video game. It could be a book. It could be a weird prog rock concept album. It could be, like, anything. Like, what what do you guys want to see become a TV show? And, Carlos, because we always start with you, we're going to start with you. All right. So this would be, uh, like, this would be a, a downer one, but you could definitely do something like this on HBO or Amazon or something like that. I'm so I'm, I'm picturing, like, a limited run of Monopoly, the show. Now, like uh, some, some not everybody may be aware, but like Monopoly back when it was made was not made to celebrate uh, capitalism. <laughs> no, it was made to be <laughs> like, like uh, this is a lot of bullshit. Like, because at the end of the at the end of Monopoly, the the winner has them all the money, and everybody else is bankrupt, <laughs> which is that's capitalism. So, so yeah, Trump Tower. This is a this would be a TV show, like maybe an episode eight episode thing. About like just like tr- about like various people trying to get as much money and as they like they maybe it was, maybe it start off as actually I think the best way is it starts off as a rich man like being like who's like dying does decides to kick off a new game where he chooses eight people or I don't know how many people you usually have no oh, like, man that may, it would be too many people I like five people that like then have to who are all given a certain amount of money and they have to compete to try to buy property and earn more and, and more money so it's eight episodes right yeah um so each each episode is a side of the board right so they're like traversing through the side like and then uh at the end of episode four they pass go and collect two hundred dollars but that's also <laughs> that's also the first episode where one of them dies. One of them gets killed. And he's sent to by, prison. No, yeah. No, no, no. One of the other ones gets. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think prison works because because uh, like since they're trying to do, make money no matter what, because whoever ends up with the most money after the end of this this game, they get all the money, all this guy. So kind of like a, what is that movie where uh, with uh, Richard Pryor and that or like it's a bunch Brewster's of Brewster's Brilliance, which is a really good millions. But instead, like if just one person get the millions, it's the five people and they have to compete to try to get all the That's, money. Do you, you, but, but he has to get rid of all of the money. Yeah. But in this case, they got to make the money. So I'm, I'm it's saying, not like that movie at all. Then I'm saying it's, like it's a, more like trading places. <laughs> it's more like well, I'm just saying like it's, it's more like the rich people, rich persons trying to is like it's making a game out of it. Like because like it was Brewster's millions. Like that was a pretty bullshit thing he had to go through. So it's like the most dangerous game. There's no they're not hunting each other. Hunt, dangerous game is where they're. So it's uh, squid game. It's a little closer there. What? what <laughs> Except they're not they're not playing children games. They're they they're playing Monopoly. They're only real life Monopolies. <laughs> what if what if you were to throw a little Jumanji into it, and where they're actually on the board itself? No, 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 I, no. I'm, no. Because what, I, what if it's a live size board? I'm picturing this as an HBO like uh, Amazon type series, so it's super realistic, except for the concept of the fact that there's a rich person. Yeah, but I like, these I like, money. I like the idea that this rich man created a life size version of Monopoly, and every square is some new like capitalistic horror that uh, they're all trying to get through. And like halfway through, there's the one self aware character who realizes that he's playing a game of Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's being chased by the little dog. 
God, I've been looking for a free parking spot forever. <laughs> Wait, I have I have three railroads. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm just visiting jail. <laughs> All right, Matt. I, I, I we can go to Gordon. I know we just no, sprung this on you. You're good. Oh, that okay. make, uh, oh. Like that would make the get out of prison jail card like such a crazy. Oh <laughs> crazy yeah, murder thing. spree guy. Yep. Because like, like uh, jail free. Just like oh, I have all this money and I have this card that lets me get out. Also, oh, I like the like I I think they should just be released on the general population and they're the only ones who know that they're playing. Oh no! Yeah, because well, only they know. The, they got to get like whatever rule cards like like get, uh, you know card like would uh, that would still work. But, like the population at large isn't aware that yeah. these this rich guy is making these five other people go through all this. Uh, I think I'd choose the first thing I thought of was David Bowie's Diamond Dogs album. David Bowie wanted to do a 1984 concept album, George Orwell's 1984, but he couldn't get the rights to it. So then he went more for William S. Burroughs, who is the guy that did like Naked Lunch and Mm -hmm. said other shit. So it's a pretty crazy, wild album. It's the one where it's the half David Bowie, half dog on the cover. Okay. uh, So yeah, and it has like Animal Farm, George Orwell stuff in there, 1984 stuff. Uh, That'd be dope. Be a pretty cool, it's sci-fi, futuristic album. It's pretty sweet. Sounds like it'd convert to a series pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. And that Bowie, he tried to do a stage production and stuff. I guess that was a really cool tour to see because he actually did pretty grandiose production on that. But yeah. Oh, sweet. That'd be one that I think would be cool. Yeah. Gordon. Uh, two, one really quick that's very, very niche would be War- Warhammer 40k series. You know, the game, but there's a shitload of books and novels and lore behind it. Yeah, uh, apparently they stole our bell. There, there's God, always God. there's always shows that work yeah. for that. No, well, uh, a few of my buddies, we have a little chat going and, and just talking about who would be really cool to play different characters, like the main characters. And one of them, uh, who's the colonel in Avatar the bad guy I can't think Colonel of his Mustard. Name. Yes. I know he, yeah. he's got the scar on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, he would just be a perfect shoe in for one of the guys who's very pro military. This is how it's done by the book, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, but the other one that uh, actually a buddy of mine uh, we talked about years and years ago is it'd be really cool to see a musical based on Jethro Tull's album uh, Aqualung. Like, you take Locomotive, Locomotive Breath is about a guy who is big CEO dude and then loses everything, falls to the ground. But to stretch it out, kind of like they did uh, Les Mis and uh, Into the Woods or the musical movie, something around that, I think would be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be dope. It's a very, yeah, that's a concept album for uh, sure. Yeah. So let's talk about 40K. Are you aware that uh, Henry Cavill's a big fan of 40K? Yes, I am. Yeah. You mean so the guy in that spy in movie that one time? <laughs> the guy who was in The Witcher uh, uh I was, I was going for one of his less, lesser known yes. ones, like but, Man of <laughs> but I was but I was going for one that, that like he like that has, has a, got to a, be the greatest fight scene of all time though. The the guy cocks his fucking arms like they're a gun. Henry Cavill when he fights in Mission Impossible in the bathroom fight scene. Mission Impossible. He was, it was Mission, Mission Impossible. He was Mission Impossible. That fight scene was Mission Impossible. Oh, That's the, the, the only one, spy yeah, movie. He, there, there's one where he cocks his. his oh, I, I was talking about Man from Uncle. Yeah, Man from Uncle. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! That's like it's bad. basically like I like I wasn't big on him being Superman because like it's such a dour film. But I I see the man from Uncle is like there's all the charm that should have been used as Superman. Yeah, as Superman. Yeah. yeah. The man from Uncle is an incredible film. If yeah. you haven't seen it, you really need to watch. Because like it. you see like you oh this actor has a lot of charm and like maybe they should have used that. Yeah. And yeah, they, and there's there's just there's some great shots in there and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, so mine. Um, there is a book by Neil Stevenson called Seven Eves. Uh, the first, the first um, sentence of the book is, "The moon exploded." Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, and the the book is split into three parts. Um, the first part is so the moon explodes. How how is Earth going to deal with that? So like the first chapter is like okay the moon explodes that's weird but it's probably fine then they they realize that um, in within a couple of years uh, those like there's going to be such a massive meteor shower on Earth that it's going to uh, burn the atmosphere and basically glaze the planet and so they're like shit what do we do um, and so they like. I won't, I won't spoil it, but they send a bunch of folks into space, right? So then um, the second part of the book is they like what happens immediately after uh, what they call white rain, where all like Earth is gone. And they are now alone. The last, the last humans and the political strife and the weird things that happen. Um, and then uh, the third part is a 5,000 year jump into the future. Um, about like how how these new how how the new society has kind of become a thing and how humans have adapted to living in space. I think it would be an incredible series. I can already see that happening easily. Yeah, it would it would be awesome. Um, and like I think I think you would do the jump as like a sequel series because like you could you could build this up and then like there's there's some really cool twists. I don't want to ruin anything because I honestly believe like everybody at the stable should read the book. I think you'd all love Seven it. Seven Eves. Seven Eves. Yep. It's all one word um, and it makes a lot of sense when you when you reach the the end of that second part. So, yeah, uh, that, that's 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 mine. Um, it's it's uh, I've read it like six times now. It's, really? Yeah, I, I love that book so much. Yeah, that's that, that's all I got. Uh, let's see. Uh, just a couple other things to show throw out there would be uh, Joe Abercrombie's like fantasy uh, fiction uh, series like his. That would work pretty well as like a pretty like it'd have to be on HBO because it's pretty dark fantasy. But that that would fit pretty well. Like that's that was really entertaining to read. But uh, I haven't read any more his recent stuff. But it was really like some crazy stuff in there. Uh, yeah, I think I I didn't think about like actual books that like uh, I've read because I've read so many books over the years. I think the Cat and the Hat would make a great series. Maybe all oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> I know they tried to do it, but I think they did Assassin's Creed. So they did the movie, and it was yeah, terrible with yeah, Michael Fassbender. I think if they did it the way the games are set up, where yep. you are a person reliving a memory, I think you could turn that into a series pretty well. It, um, yeah, it, I think I think it could be very um, uh, Quantum Leap-esque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, very, like, like time... Like, like time, time zone of the, of the season around that, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, there'd be some multi different season assassin, ones, you know, yeah. because you have El, El, El Tair, if I'm saying oh, right. Uh, El Tair is the first one, and then NCO is the second, yeah. And, and that could be, you know, like a three part arc there, then you got a three part arc there, and but then, you know, it seemed like after that, they kind of jumped each game had a different main yeah. character. I think they could do that. I got a, I got another one, uh, the Black Company from uh, Glenn Cook, uh, that's a, an older fantasy war fiction, so basically, it's all following this like mercenary company called the black company and it's 
very dark. There's some pretty crazy combat in there going. Like it's, uh, I think like one of the uh, the one of the like reviews that they get from like the pub, like uh, various people who've reviewed the books is on the back of the one of the covers was uh, like Vietnam War fiction on crack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we get out of here, folks? Yeah. yeah. I found the right button this time. <laughs> Man, look at that. Not just a pretty face. <laughs> All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerdstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerdscoreninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.